Hey, welcome back to Deep Focus. I'm your host, Mitch Goldman. This is part two of a three-parter from February of 2017. My guest was William Hooker, one of my favorites. He's one of my favorite guests on the show. He's one of my favorite people. We live in the same neighborhood. We run into each other all the time. We uh, love, he loves to laugh. He loves, he's, he's an impassioned man. When you meet William Hooker, engage with him about architecture or the human spirit or literature or especially music or, or anything and tell him something that surprises him, he'll surprise you. This is why I love this stuff. It's why I do this stuff. It's why I put up with living in midtown Manhattan. It's... Uh, makes me happy so yeah this is one of my favorite shows i hope you like it and enjoy part two Thank you. 
Larry Young. All right, now, again, if you're just joining us, we call this show Deep Focus, and I'm I'm feeling the reason that we call it that. The Deep Focus is on Larry Young, my guest, William Hooker, in the studio tonight. William will be at Lincoln Center at yeah. the uh, David Rubenstein Atrium. Mm-hmm. Beautiful place. Yeah, right just across Columbus Ave from... Uh, 62nd, yeah. 63rd. And, uh, Broadway. Yeah. In the neighborhood. Right all the way through, yeah. And uh, it's, this is a free show, too, right? Yes, it is. Fantastic. Yes, it is. 7.30. And uh, William creating the music for the Oscar Me Show film, yes. Body and Soul. This is going to be a landmark event. Uh, I mean, we're still going to come back to that. Uh, I hope so. But I uh, wanted to let folks know, so we were listening to a live recording of Larry Young as right. a sideman right. with Tony Williams. Yeah. And then that piece, that was... Uh, a piece that was released under Larry Young's name, the album Of Love and Peace, 1966, Blue Note Records release. Right. Uh, there's a stunning <clears throat> range of musical thought and expression going on in all of this. You were editorializing off mic for me and yourself, and I want to invite you to... I was coming back. <laughs> yeah. Well, tell, share with, with everybody the, the your thoughts when you... What you hear when you listen to this? First of all, from the very, very beginning, I mean, are we comparing and contrasting here, or I'm just oh, talking about the one that I chose? We could sure all compare right. and contrast. Well, you know, it's interesting because um, this particular piece for me is it. it it's it. Um, I'll give my feeling about it. I mean, other people can have their own feeling. They can think the way they want to think about the piece that they heard. Myself, this takes me into the depth of my soul. Mm. And when I speak of my relationship with the organ, I don't. I I have experienced the, the blues from the organ. I have experienced straight ahead swing from the organ I have ex- I have expressed I mean I have experienced a lot of things that the organ gave me as a sound a sound pitch value when I wake up in the morning 
especially the last two days that I know I was coming up here, I put this this particular record on. And right after that, either before that, I would meditate. And after that, I would just contemplate something deeper than just the music. There, there are idioms that are suggested by that sound we well, just heard b3 well i'm just thinking about the, the instrument kind of okay tells you you know like oh we're gonna hear x or y or this particular kind of thing yeah and larry young's got no interest in any of that from what i'm hearing <laughs> it appears that way <laughs> that's why he's an innovator yeah that's why he's an innovator yeah i mean he has people playing with him that are his people these are the people that i'm bringing here from new jersey Right, now he's out of Newark? Yep, I believe so. And these are the people that are going to be recording on, quote-unquote, Blue Note Records. Which, Many of them you never heard of. I mean, right. have you, you know what no, I'm saying? I don't see them on anybody else's records. And this is an interesting little sidebar. I'm just thinking about Blue Note. Blue Note was one of the premier labels of sure. the music. Sure, This particular period of time, mid-60s, it had evolved. You've got... You're no longer Art Blakey and some of that. Now you've got... Dialogue, Bobby Hutchison. Right. Spring, Tony Williams. Right. Unit Structures, Cecil Taylor. Right. Eddie Gale, Andrew Hill. Yeah, you got Eddie Gale, A Black Rhythm Happening. You've got Larry Young, Unity. Yes. Of Love and Peace. Contrasts. Um, somebody who would even let somebody do those kind of records had to be looking at not only the the power of the music, but the um, the depth of of what uh, the depth of the artist and what the artist was really trying, what the artist was doing. There's something uh, transcendent here to me. Thank you. You know, I mean, he's very well, very well put. Yeah, he he's he's young. Too. I mean, yeah. he was 25 or so when he made this record. Yeah. And something that's interesting to me, you can yeah. hear that there's a huge amount of chops available to him <laughs> that he's just basically setting aside and not that interested in doing that kind of thing here. He's he's just playing the sounds that he wants to hear. Yeah. I mean, and he's also, and he's all, well, you know, it's interesting, but to, to play at that level, which a lot of people understand, but many don't understand, you have to have the chops already. Yeah. Otherwise, you cannot paint those pictures. You can't, you just, you can't, you could try. Yeah. But I mean, a person like me that is steeped in the organ and has seen Larry Young play, <laughs> this guy could play. There's no doubt about that. Oh, and he didn't play like yeah. an organist. He played like what he was. He was a pianist. And I have seen people and played with people that, that, that came to the organ through playing piano. And their, their sense of the bass line is completely different than, let's say, Charles Erlen mm-hmm. or um, 
Oh, let me name it. Let me name a couple: Charles Erlin or uh, Lonnie Liston Smith, mm-hmm. or th- his sense of his sense of the flow of the organ is completely different, and it, it's completely different than than uh, uh, Medeski, or completely different than uh, Larry 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 Goldings. Right. This guy has this guy. There's something, there's something really, really transcendent, as you said, about what he's playing. That's why I say Larry Young is an innovator, mm-hmm. and unfortunately, unfortunately, he passed very early. It was a surprise to me, and he what? And he and he made his mark. He made his mark. Um, I have not heard the organ played in this way ever again. Ever, I've never heard it. And I love organ. You just put organ in front of me, I'm there. But I'll tell you, Larry Young, I, can I tell you about when I saw Larry Young play? Yes! I was going to ask you about that. Please. Okay. You talk now for a little bit. <laughs> are you I getting get all to, this? I get to, I get to. Listeners, are you getting all this? This is a thrill. This is fantastic. William Hooker giving us the, the some inside dope on a lot of number of overlapping topics including his music which is fascinating but uh meaning your own music william but also there are no nobody's coming along who's seen larry young and the number of people who did who walked in your shoes it's getting smaller all the time unfortunately because he's been gone 35 years that's now. really true that's really true and i remember i remember um uh Going into 71st Street, 71st Street, and um, between uh, Amsterdam and I think it's uh, West Side, West Side, West End. I want to say that was Ungano's. Okay. It was not a place that I, it was okay. gone by the time I came along. It was a place down there, I think it's called Luxembourg Cafe Luxembourg, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I do think you, that do was you have to go place. downstairs? I think so. Okay. I think so, yeah. So. Um, I hear Larry Young. No, I hear, I hear, I hear. Um, uh, Lifetime is coming. All right, I gotta hear this. I gotta see this. There's, I gotta see this. That's all. Just to it. So, we walk into this place, and it's small. And Lifetime was back to back with Dr. John. Wow. And Dr. John is like running around with his, you know, New Orleans thing. And he has this like plastic chicken he's shaking in front of everybody and everything. He's doing the whole Dr. John thing. Yeah. And then uh, John McLaughlin had just come over here because Tony Williams brought him over from England. And Larry Young was just playing. He's playing. And it was it was seriously loud. It was it was loud. It was loud. I mean, really, really loud. And um, uh, this is the beginning of um, Lifetime. And Tony Williams comes in and looks around and looked at these people. And I was looking at everything this guy did. He told him, he said, nope, turn it up. Uh. Turn it up. (laughs) The two people that I was with, they went into the bathroom. (laughs) I'm not going to mention any names. Oh, they went to the bathroom and they said, "You know what? Stayed this is there. getting uh, ridiculous. <laughs> this is ridiculous. This is like out of hand." But they came back out when he got ready to play, and they burned it up. And Larry Young, Larry Young was like a, a he was like a 
He was like a, a force that could not be moved. Mm. He just could not be moved. And and separate from what Tony Williams was playing and separate from what John McLaughlin was playing, Larry Young was kicking. He was so kicking. It was just it was just out of hand. It was out of hand. Really. It was out of hand. And then the next time we went, I heard that Larry Young was going to be at this um, vegetarian restaurant on Spring Street between like Prince and something. I forgot what it was. Spring Street Natural? Yeah. Yeah. Was that was that upstairs? I think that was ground floor. It was ground floor? I think so. Yeah. But they did it was too small to have music downstairs. Maybe I'm trying to remember how. Because they had tables downstairs, right? From what yeah. I remember. Yeah. All right, okay, okay. No, do you know just about where it was? Yeah. So I we, we go there to see Larry Young. He he had brought a Hammond B three. He had brought a Leslie Tone cabinet and a drummer, mm-hmm. Eddie Gladden. Yeah, two people. He must have played for two hours. Wow. He must have played for two hours, really. And I don't think I'm wrong in saying this. There were four people in the place. <laughs> Four people for two hours, and Came Larry Young, he was he was just he he was astounding, he was astounding. I was speechless when I left that. I was speechless because I'd never seen anything like that ever. I'd never seen anything like that ever. And I, I, as I said, you say that there's an organ, I'm going to be there. I'm going to be listening. I'm I'm there because it's in my DNA. I I just it's part of my life. And um, it was it was incredible, it was incredible. And I got to say that I realized it long beforehand, but that just sealed it. This man had played something I had never heard before, I have never heard since, and that's why I speak of it. What anything can you describe what, what that in any detail? What it yes. was that he did? The the gelling the gel. First of all, none of the tunes that I heard on Blue Note did he play. Of course. That's the first thing. Right. He didn't give me, like, these are my latest hits. Yeah. He and Eddie Gladden went in there, and they just burned, just Which, literally you, burned. You were, interestingly, yeah. sidebar, again, off mic, you were saying that was what Tony Williams would do, and you expressed a little disappointment about that. You kind of wanted to hear Tony open up and let it rip, and he would. you would go to see him live, and he would kind of play the tracks from the album. Well, he would, he would let it rip on the tracks. That's true. So, and you know, he he was he was he didn't hold back. He did not hold back. No doubt about that. It's just I was really, um, I don't know what I was listening for. Maybe I was listening for a different head, a different melody. I didn't expect it to go into what I heard on the record. That's probably what it was, you know. But that was just you know. Well, in con- to compare and contrast, yes. or to contrast, yes, Larry Young, not doing that. No, no, he didn't do that. And if anybody was there listening for the tunes, I mean, there was just four people. I don't know if he even knew I was even there. Yeah. I, I really seriously, I had no. I don't even know if the man knew I was there, because I he was just he and Eddie Gladden were as one, one, train coming down coming down the tracks 
for two hours. It was it was really it was really an experience. I never I never heard organ like that before ever. And, yeah. No, I, I'm just uh, <laughs> taking it in. Yeah, what? Uh huh. I'm gonna try to express something I haven't quite put words together for, but uh, there's a quality about his playing. Yeah. That is kind of otherworldly. Right, and I don't know if this is just me projecting this onto what he's doing, but it feels like there's this. I don't know where it's coming from. It's uh, spirituality, or like this sounds kind of like a psychedelic kind of thing to me. Like he's tapping into something other than what we're seeing and hearing in front of us. Some other opening up at the top of your head. Yeah, that he's pulling into it i i am i uh is it just me or am I, you know what i'm talking <laughs> well, about i know what you're talking about but then you see you know if i listen to all right you use the word psychedelic if i listen to low sparks of high hill boys i know that they were tapping into psychedelic too but they didn't have this kind of facility no. and they did not have this kind of history no and no. so i mean but i knew it was psychedelic I'm talking about you know, uh, right. You know what I mean. I'm not saying he's like describe. That's describing psychedelic. Okay, okay, okay. This is experiencing no. psychedelic. <laughs> that uh, okay. yeah. I mean, I, I I'm, I'm especially. I was feeling it when we were listening to "Of Love and Peace," and uh, just this incredible openness. Well, if if anyone is out there. That can really describe to us what it means in terms of the kind of modes that Larry Young is using and Larry Young is playing. Because to me, this goes off into almost Eastern music. Yeah. Eastern. And and I think that there is there is something musically to be said about that, which I am not privy to and I don't have the knowledge of that. Okay. Yeah, sure. But there is something about that that goes into being explained like the mode that it is or those kinds of thinking and 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 those kinds of thinking uh yield certain chords that a person uses if anyone out there has that knowledge if they could just call us up and tell us i'd really appreciate it because i had to look up today in the dictionary what is a mode mm-hmm. because yeah. i was not hearing like you know um i was not hearing as beautiful as beautiful as the third part of a love supreme is, and I would uh, uh, um, McCoy Tyner solo. I'm not hearing that here. I'm not hearing that. That's going someplace else. It's going like into this far land. I don't know what it is, but it has to do something with the music, and it has something to do with has has something to do with the with the chords that he's playing, the way he's playing them, and as a piano player. The way that a bassist actually deals, the way that a person deals with the left hand and the right hand. And he had this, and I saw it, I saw it firsthand. It wasn't heavy. The left hand was not heavy. It was just omnipresent. He didn't have to knock me over with the power of it. It was just so omnipresent. Mm. And, And it's omnipresence... I think that that's a word. It's omnipresence had something to do with 
his actually completing the chord with his left hand in many time in many instances according to what the right hand was playing and those two gave you almost like a swirling effect and this happens quite frequently with his playing and if we get a chance and if we're going to look for this other piece his wife is singing you you must hear this it's just incredible because you can hear so clearly what he's it's called wild is the wind we used to play that song mm-hmm. and um uh, I think who else? Nina Simone did that song, maybe. Yeah, yeah, right. And um, if we could put on another piece, and and then um, we can go look for that. Yeah, maybe we can find it. And uh, and because uh, I did mention to you talking about JC, and um, you know what? I might tell, have. talk to me. Talk to me. Well, I got my. What are you thinking? I'm moving in seventeen directions at once. Talking to you. <laughs> what are you thinking? Not a new experience for me, but um, with you in particular, that is. Well, one thing is, yeah. I might have a recording, believe it or not, of that gig at Uncano's that you were at, the Tony Williams gig. I might have a recording of that. It's not a good recording, but it's kind well, of... Well, I was there. Why would I want to listen to the oh, Okay, I don't know. Well, that, that no, no, no. <laughs> Forget it then. Well, no, no, wait a <laughs> I'm not giving it to I'm like the person. I'm like the person that the gig is happening, and I got a camera, and I'm taking pictures. I'm like... <laughs> Let me tell you, the two people I was with, they had to go into the bathroom. I'm telling you, this was like this was like getting run over by like a train. It was insane. It was insane. And then you stick in Dr. John and his voodoo thing with the chickens. It was like crazy. It was a crazy night. But um, Larry Young held his own. No doubt. Yeah. Well, you know, here's an... A couple of things come to mind. One is uh, I feel like they compare and contrast. Compare and contrast. Yes. You're going to compare and contrast. Uh, you were comparing and contrasting a little bit of the approach of, to a piano and the approach to the organ. organ. Uh-huh. Piano, as we know, has a, a huge range of colors that a pianist has available to him or her. Right. And the touch and the dynamics and not to mention... You know all the rhythmic and harmonic things you could do and everything. But you got to remember also they're pulling stops. This is what I was coming yeah, to. Cool. That uh-huh, the yeah. organ player has a whole other vocabulary available. Yeah. And maybe I don't play the instrument. I can't talk knowledgeably about it. I don't know if you can, but maybe you could describe that a little bit. Oh well, what what I what I what I had seen with the organist that I played with and the organist that I worked with, they had a thing of like you could take your hands more much like. Um, uh, when someone does, um, how would you explain it? Uh, when someone does something on a, uh, a big gigantic screen that they do nowadays, right. when you want to change change what's on oh, the screen, yeah, yeah. all right, and you just move your hands that way, like that, like right. Mm-hmm. It's like you're with me. It's yeah. like dancing, right? Yeah. But they would be dancing with their hands on the, on the on the keyboard, and the thing about it is, once the right hand went across the keyboard, all the stops had been changed. Uh-huh. They didn't stand there like fiddling around like like we're fiddling around with this board. They didn't do that. They right. Didn't, they did not do that. Mitch, this is some crazy stuff. Because, in fact, they would swish their hand around like that and the stops would be changed. So it was just they so were that they so... Could, so that they could continue to play their solo. And they were so fluid in what they were doing yeah. and such command. That was their home, their instrument. Exactly. And they had exactly. a facility that This is this is a beautiful this is a beautiful situation. Um 
I can only explain it like the drums. I, it, very similar because you're using four different limbs. Right. And, and you can explain it much in the same way. But when you see someone do it with, with a, a piano and, and there's electricity involved, because everything that they do, if it's a mistake, it's magnified. Yes. So, and I heard a lot of mistakes. So they've got, <laughs> I'm sure, I heard a lot got of mistakes. The, the stops are these levers that you can pull that adjust the tone yeah, of they, the instrument. Yeah, they come out. They come out of. They come out of the on the top of the keyboard. Right. And, yeah. and they've got. Uh, they can vary the speed of the, the Leslie cabinet we were talking about. Sure. And there's all these different approaches to color. And it sounds, Larry Young seems to really have a sound. He's got a distinctive Absolutely. touch, feel, That's the beauty. That's, that's the beauty of his innovation. Because I've never heard anything like that ever. Again, later, I have never heard anything like that. And that's what really drew me to him. That's what drew me to him in terms of wanting, anytime I had the opportunity to actually see him play, I had to be there to see this guy play. Because I play with a lot of organ players. A lot of them. And this is something that, I mean, you know, the organists that I would play with, I would suggest to them maybe Big John Patton. Right. And that was getting a little scary for some of them. Yeah. But Larry Young, from, forget it. John Patton from... Uh, Newark, probably. I think so, I want right. to say. Yeah. John Patton, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. But, but when you got into the... You got into the into the uh, stratosphere with Larry Young. It was, what are you doing? Well, what, who's going to listen to this? Are you crazy? And uh, yeah, perhaps. Because, but they, but you see, they were honest to themselves too, because they did not want to be trying to emulate some other player's technique. And uh, but they definitely did acknowledge um, the vastness and the beauty of what he was in of his facility. I, mm. I noticed that. Yeah. You know, let's give them some more music. Yes. Okay. I still have more questions, but yeah, we, we're good. Let's get. Yeah. Uh, well, I don't know if you have something in particular in mind. We could play another piece from that of Love and Peace. Was really well. This one profound. is interesting. This one is interesting. I burned something for you. Well. Wow. Ah. Hey. Ah. Uh-huh. What right. do we got? All right. Mm. Mm. Interesting aroma. Right. What does it smell? Mm. Smells like a bite-sized <laughs> wafer cookie. So, okay. Yeah. Chocolatey and yet, uh, what is this? What are we queuing up? Um, into something. Ah, okay. So another one of Larry Young's Blue Note releases, right? With the great Sam Rivers on it. Ah, would any particular track? Um, let's try the first one. I think it's called Backup. Love it. All right. Okay. The program is called Deep Focus. I'm Mitch Goldman. My guest tonight, well, let me tell you, we're talking about, we're focusing on Larry Young. Absolutely. Guest tonight, William Hooker, who yeah. is performing Thursday evening, 7.30? 7.30, yes. Free. At the free show. Yeah. Playing free jazz. No, yeah. no, no. That's another story. No, no, free no. Free performance. No, free, free performance. Don't cost you nothing. Right, right. And it's a live music silent film. Live music silent film. The silent film Oscar Michaud's Body Another and Soul. innovator. Yes. And William Hooker with an ensemble. Uh, yes, a double ensemble. A double ensemble. I'm using, uh, I'll, I'll mention individuals. Please. Taylor Ryan, piano. Um, Tom Slabinger on bass, electric bass. Dave Ross on electric guitar, Sky Steel on violin, 
uh, Matt Lavelle on trumpet and um, uh, bass clarinet, Ross Mache on tenor saxophone and soprano saxophone, Mark Smith on djembe, myself on drums, and as I said, it's a double ensemble, which means there are two different approaches to an, uh, a film that's going to last for an hour and 20 minutes. And um, get there early because there's going to be people at this place. Get there early and uh, seriously. I don't, mean, don't tell I, anybody about it. No, no, I, I, no I, I want them to. I really, I want them. I want people that really want to see this. They should get there early and don't because uh, they do block off two of the entrances to come into the atrium because it is uh, uh, the night that they have this it's a performance. A lot of people. And um, I'm really encouraging people to get there early as possible because, as far as I'm concerned, the kickoff time is 7.15. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes. Yeah. There's a plan here. There's a plan here. I think it'll work. Uh-huh. Music from Larry Young. Yes. WKCR. Back up. Back up. Thank <laughs> you. 
is the wind you're telling me wow wow <laughs> that was larry young subject of our deep focus program tonight yeah i'm mitch goldman william hooker here with me tonight yep william this was your call to go down this dark mysterious road <laughs> well <laughs> what it, well what do you think i love it i love it i Why? love uh well you know why? That's a whole other thing I hadn't, I yeah, hadn't no, contemplated. Yeah, why? It's a good why? question. I just, I, you know what? I find uh, something of this period that's really interesting to me uh-huh. that uh, it seems like there was a uh, belief. Mm-hmm that we were in an expanding universe, that things were possible and we didn't know what they were until we opened the door and walked through. Okay. And I don't feel that about, it's one of the things I love about all the music that I play on the radio is music that gives me that feeling. Mm -hmm. But I don't feel that all periods of social history are as open to that as others. And I think this particular moment was very open to that. And that that draws me draws me in. So I don't know. I mean I never really nobody ever asked me that question and I never really put it in words before, but that's part of my feeling about it. Well, you know, I think that that's important because I probably had the exact same feeling. Yeah. Probably because of that particular time period. Yeah, there were a lot of things going on, and and there was a lot of, there was a lot more experimentation. Yes, uh, consciousness wise as well as instrument wise. Yeah, and also there was a lot more diversity. I I must say, I mean, all of the the, uh, the music we're playing tonight, you don't get that homogenized feeling. No. No, it's its own thing. It's, you know, it, you yeah. don't get that feeling, and it could be it could be because Blue Note did such a good job in documenting some of these masters, and um, and and we were there, we were there, and we were curious. That is 
a very powerful thing. And, and I don't think Larry Young could be Larry Young without an audience. Well, it's funny. Now I'm contradicting myself and I'm contradicting what we've been saying tonight because you, you said you, you went and scary. saw him and it was just four people in the audience. So, and he was doing his thing regardless. It's not like he was doing it to please you, it sounds like. I mean, he was playing on the belief that by pleasing himself, he was opening the door to you. Probably that night. And then probably the next night, he played with Jimi Hendrix. So you figure out, I'll have 2,000 people there. So, all right, have fun tonight, you guys. Just listen, because tomorrow it's going to be a different scoop. Uh, I can fiddle around and I'll have 4,000 people. But that's being cynical. I won't. I won't be that way. No, but I think you had, and it fits in with what you were saying about your experience playing mm-hmm. uh, the organ music. It fits in with the fact that when Larry Young was playing with uh, Tony Williams, and we haven't talked about some of the other bands that he played with, that they were playing huge festivals to thousands of sure. people. That there was an audience that was open to hearing something new, was sophisticated about listening to instrumental music. Okay, in a way. They had, yeah. But they also had this thing. They wanted to see They wanted to see Jimi Hendrix light his guitar on fire. Yeah. They yeah, wanted to see fair. Santana, Black Magic Woman. They wanted to see that. I mean, you know, let's not fool right, ourselves. True. I mean, <laughs> I but wanted to the... see it. <laughs> you know, but... but um, We were talking about that, him playing with Jimi Hendrix, and we've played that music. Maybe we'll get to it tonight. Yeah. I listen to that, and I hear... Jimmy and Larry Young playing to for themselves okay, and to light a fire under each other and to go to whatever place the music's taking them. All right. I, I don't, I'm, I'm ready to get to that. Yeah. I'm ready to get, I really am. I'm ready to get to that. Before we do, yeah, um, something I've been meaning to ask you about mm-hmm. that you had said, I don't know if there's something, because we've talked about this off mic, about uh, mm-hmm. Larry Young. And side note, by the way, you might also see him referred to as Khalid Yassin, which sure. was a name that he took at a yes. certain point in his musical life, life and uh-huh. otherwise. Um, his obsession with Coltrane's music. I don't know if that was true or not. Just a rumor. Yeah, I don't know if that was true. People, people talk, talk. People. I know, I know. I don't know if that was true. Okay, we'll leave so I don't, I don't even want to go there. Okay. Because I asked someone tonight, one of the musicians that I work with, and um, he has an extensive history and back knowledge of um, a lot of these people. And, and he heard he had heard a different story, and I, so I figured I would just leave that one alone. Okay. Yeah. All right. Um, it had it, to do with mental stability for all the mm, people that mm. are out there and listening. Well, you know, I mean, if you go out. all the way. Yeah. In just about any direction, you're gonna, yeah, you might walk off the edge of the earth, right? Yeah, that's very possible. That's very, very possible. So I mean, you know, but the point is, I have we have his music here, and we yes. also have, we also have um, clubs in cities, and I did write down many of the cities. There was Newark, Hartford, New Haven, Springfield, Boston, and Philadelphia. Those were. Those were the the cities that were in my experience in terms of um, the tradition that the organ um, fostered. Those were the ones that were here. 
Um, there are probably a lot others, a lot of a lot of other cities throughout the world. Um, uh, St. Louis, probably, and Chicago. Yeah, no and doubt. All these places, but I. I didn't know about those places. I wasn't. I wasn't that well traveled. I didn't get the opportunity at the point when I was playing drums in organ groups to even uh, think twice about some of the things that were happening because I was. I was really trying to go to school at the same time, and um, I was earning a little bit extra money. and uh, And I was learning how to play. I was learning how to play music. And these people took me under, under their wing, and we had a lot of joy happening, and we had a lot of um, real, a, a lot of real talk about the music, about who was playing what, about, and it was it was not only word talk, it was music talk. Mm. These people, they showed me how to how to how to play changes. What's the difference between a brush? And, and a stick. What's the difference? Um, you know, how do you set up? How do you set up a platform for a soloist to come in? How do you back up a singer? Yeah. Oh man. You just oh. heard that. Yeah. Yeah. How do you how do you back up a singer? I mean, you don't. That's not an ego thing. That's a huge topic. That's a huge. Topic. Right. I mean, people that's... get people get get cut up over that question. <laughs> yeah, I mean, these are the kinds of things that that you. These are the kinds of things that one one learned, and and these are the kinds of things one learned by playing this music, mm. not just by, um, oh well, if you do this and this and this, and you have this formula and that formula and it work. No, if you didn't do it properly, you'd get a look. You would get a look. You would get a look. Like, what are you doing? Like you know that, that look would speak volume. Yes, yes, it would. And 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 if you did something that was, if you did something, in my case where I was playing with musicians that were really, really schooled in this music, and I can just remember a few of them. One of them, this friend of mine in New York came up to me and he told me when this when this gentleman passed away, and he went to this gentleman's funeral, and I was just so surprised because these are the kind of people. That in your, in your life, you never think they're going to die. Mm-hmm. You never think that these people get old. Yeah. You never think. You never think based on the spirit of where they are and how they live and in their and how they are in the community, because most of them were working people. They were working people. They blue collar workers, or, or doing something like that, and and music wasn't their main, their main source of income. But but they knew how to play, and they knew this black book, and they knew, you know, this was the thing for them. And um, you never thought that these people had anything other than joy and peace in their lives based on, and skill, and skill. Yeah. And integrity. There's part two of William Hooker on the great Larry Young, Khalid Yassin. Man, utterly, utterly singular character, right? This was February of 2014. I'm your host, Mitch Goldman, and there's more. <laughs> if, if you got if you got a little gas in the tank still, flip on over and check out part three of three, and if not, save that one or pick any of, I, I haven't, I keep forgetting to look, like 130-some episodes we've got up right now, and uh, not a stinker in the bunch, if I say so myself. Uh, if you say so, well, come find me at 
deep underscore focus underscore podcast at Instagram. And that's a good place to leave comments. You can also, you know, you know what to do. You know how to do this. Tell some friends. How about that? Tell some friends. Post about us on your socials. Get the word out there. You know, we're alike. We are a tiny coterie. We are uh, not a lot of people who choose to participate in this conversation that you and I are having through this podcast about this music. So if you know some of us and they don't know about the show, tell them. They'll thank you. How about that? Okay, that's part two. There's one more part coming. We'll see you over there. I'm Mitch Goldman. It's Deep Focus.